And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats. Folks, people want a champion. A man and his microphone. The really real deal with Brother Craig, the hatchet man. Get the daily newsletter at the website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Well, 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 welcome to the program, Virginia, your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog radio program, The Really Real Deal. And we want to say thank you for joining us and welcome to today's program. As promised, we have with us uh, none other than uh, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and uh, many of you will be familiar with uh, his book, The Harbinger, and his latest book, The Paradigm. Uh, folks, this is going to knock your socks off, and uh, particularly uh, my audience, uh, the Christian conservative constitutional audience. Uh, you guys are going to love it. And uh, uh, Rabbi Khan, thank you so much, sir. And uh, you've, you've just really, really done the Lord's work with the uh, publication of not only The, uh, the Harbinger, but, but this book as well. Well, th- thank you. Uh, it's a blessing to be on with you, and uh, you know, I look forward to opening up. And I'm also really glad that you know sometimes I do programs where you know not always the host doesn't isn't always able to read it. So I'm really glad you're you're <laughs> someone who knows. So I'm going to be very blessed to to, uh, to go through the paradigm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's just uh, and you and another thing too, sir. You you write with fearlessness because the. Um, the, the the characters in the modern America that parallel to the uh, the the Old Testament uh, Ahab Jezebel etc. Uh, you know in 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 our day they they primarily line up and as you write you're not picking a side and you're not picking on Democrats or trying to extol Republicans you're just calling it like you see it and that type of Courage, I don't know why it's lacking, but in modern America, it's very lacking. Well, I think we have to be strong, you know, because if the, if the light, if we, if we are the lights of the world, and if we do not speak, then the darkness rules, you know. And, you know, the paradigm is, uh, it has to be the most explosive book I've written, as, as you know. Yes. Because it goes through things, in it, but it's not, a, but, you know, I put at the beginning, it's not about the people. The people right. are, are signs for us, but, you know, we got to pray for everybody. We have no enemies. We, we pray for everybody, but we have to deal with the issues. So right, right. And I just wanted to, yeah, I wanted to put that out there because you, you put that yeah. out there in the book that you're not picking on folks and, you know, no. and uh, now sometimes I do pick on folks, but since you don't, <laughs> I, I wanted to extend that courtesy uh, for you to be able to say that. And uh, but you know, um, many of us, uh, like I said, my audience is primarily a Christian audience, so many of us are going to be familiar with a lot of these characters. I know I was familiar in a sort of an indirect way. Uh, you know, Ahab, Jezebel, Elijah, Elisha. 
But um, and of course, we're all familiar with uh, what the uh, the Clinton dynasty got started in America, and uh, we are very uh, many of us are very saddened to see the level that it's gone to. But if if you, I'm going to just let you run with the 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 comparisons and the the years, the 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 precision. It's just. It's literally overwhelming the number of very, very precise comparisons that are drawn between reading scripture about Ahab and Jezebel and looking at the actual lives of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the, it's amazing because God is amazing, you know, and God is in charge. You know, um, you know, this is the, the first book I did was, you know, for those who don't know, it's called The Harbinger. And that also the, it's it, what it's what it's saying is that what we are living right now, we're actually replaying uh, what is in the Bible and because God is over everything, you know. And, and so I was as amazed as anybody, you know, I mean, you know when, I, when I when this came to me and it kind of came to me the same way the Harbinger did. It came like a download. Um, the paradigm, it just started unfolding. It got deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and some things like what you're talking about, that it even goes as precise to the dates. You know, some of the things just just would come into my head, and I would then go to, I didn't even know it was it was the case, and I go to the the internet, and there it was. Because this is ultimately the thing: God is in charge, and yes. and it's not out of control. And so to set the stage, you know, the the paradigm. I would say it this way. Imagine, for those who listening, imagine if there was an ancient blueprint that that they discovered that contains uh, everything that lies behind what we are ha- we are going through right now. Um, current events that that what we are living, what we have seen for our lifetime, what's going on in the world, what's going on on the national stage, has all is all there, and this this blueprint from the Bible from from over two and a half thousand years ago, not only reveals what we are going through and what's happening or the events of our time, but actually, as you said, actually reveals the, when they are going to happen, yeah, you know, in some cases, precision. yeah, yeah, <laughs> some cases it, 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 it will give the year, some cases will be the, the week, some cases will be the, it gives the day when these things happen, and some cases even down to the minute. And yeah, so, the hour you know, and the minute, I, that, now that blew my mind, sir, the, the hour, yeah. the minute, the day, and another thing <laughs> that it gives, it gives the temperament. And I and, yes. you, and you 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 listeners out there, I want you to remember this: the temperament of Bill Clinton matches to the temperament of uh, Ahab, and the the temperament of uh, Hillary Clinton matches the temperament of uh, Jezebel. And even when we get to the end, when we're dealing with uh, President Trump, uh, and even uh, Obama and and Osama bin Laden and <laughs> Ben Haydad, yes. the the temperament of these people, it's. It's it's fascinating. Even in some cases, how they died and where they died. It is fascinating. I'm yeah. talking too much. I, I gotta just throw no, a lot no, of this no, on you. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm, can you tell I'm excited? <laughs> no, no, it's good. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's exactly. I mean, you said yeah. It's the, it's the temperament of well, that well, that's in the part of the paradigm that that it 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 reveals the leaders of our time, um, and it even gives. I mean, I mean, their actions that that each one of them or each one of these are are following this these ancient prototype leader. Each one of them, and I'm not saying, and it's not that they realize what. 
they're doing. It's not that they know it, but they're doing it. And the, the paradigm even gives how long they will each have on the national stage. So, I mean, I mean, imagine, you know, we have this, you know, and this is from, this is from the Bible. Yes. And it could even tell us a blueprint that could even tell us uh, the outcome of national elections before they happen. And wow. what happens if we, we can open this up and it, it, does it give a warning? Does it tell it, give us keys about what we need to know for the days to come? Well, that, that is the paradigm. And I will say this, and, and you know it because you read it, or yes. you're, you're reading it, but th- it'll sound, this will sound crazy, but the thing is that if you had, or anyone re- listening, if they had known, if you had known the paradigm the years before, you could have actually put down in your calendar, on your scheduler, you could have mm-hmm. put down the key events of our lifetime not down to the, to the, as we said, the day, the hour, the minute, years before it took place. And, yeah. and this is not just, I mean, sound crazy, but people are going to see it. So, yeah. yeah that, well, give that them is, an example an of, like, say, for example, how long, uh, well, actually, let's, let's start with yes. where the, the type of society that uh, yes. King Ahab had and the type of the type of right. the area of the nation where Bill Clinton came from versus the type of yes. society that Jezebel came from and when they when the two got married and why they got married and, and how that happened. Yeah. Well, the, the, the setting of the culture and where we're at is that, you know, you're de- we're dealing with ancient Israel to start with. And ancient Israel is a nation that has known God. They've been founded on the Word of God, but it's been falling away from God. And it's been, you know, this, this is a nation that, that originally had the Word, had the law of God, all these things. Mm-hmm. but. In its prosperity, starts falling away from God, starts calling evil good and good evil, starts driving God out of the culture, starts uh, promoting sexual immorality, um, starts, they start worshiping the God who's called Baal, or we know him as Baal, mm-hmm. and that's the God of prosperity, if it's the God of sexual immorality, I mean, even, even in his worship, you, you, have, you have sex become something that's taken out of marriage and it's put on the, on the public stage, the, the culture become sexualized. You have them offering up their children on the altars of Baal. So they're all doing all those things. Right. Well, that's that America is a nation that also that was founded on the word of God, mm-hmm. founded on, on, on the ways of God. Well, I mean, literally by the Puritans. And yet, and you know, we, we've been blessed more than any other nation, but just like Israel, but just like ancient Israel, we have been falling away from God. Yeah. And we've been calling evil good and good evil. We've been driving God out of the culture, out of the public square, out of yeah. government, out of the lives of our children, out of the schools. We have been promoting immorality. We've been calling what is evil good, and what is good we're calling evil. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, you know, we'll, we'd never say we're worshiping Baal, but the, the point is, we're, it's the same principle. You know, we're, we're still, we're following this, this, you know, this, the same principle or the same principality. And, what, and the same way, you know, they offered up their children. Well, mm-hmm. we have also been doing that. Now, people say, yeah. well, how can you compare that? Well, yeah, they offered up thousands of their children on the altars. We have offered up millions, millions of our yeah. children in abortion. So so we're doing the mm-hmm. same thing. It's happening. That's the culture where you're going to see the rise of this king that we know, you know, his original name 
is Ahab, and we know him as Ahab. Mm-hmm. And now here's the thing with that. Um, you have, and to set the stage for the, what we're going to see, is you, you mentioned Bill Clinton. Well, there comes this, this stage in the fall of Israel when the fall of the apostasy starts it starts uh, accelerating, and, and they have this culture war, where actually you have, you have a king who rises up on the culture, and, the, and you have kings who are up from the throne are actually going to be endorsing the worship of Baal, endorsing apostasy, endorsing, endorsing sexual immorality, and endorsing the offering of children. Well, the king's name back then, and this is the first prototype, that's Ahab, well, from in the modern time, America has the same thing, the, the fall, the apostasy starts accelerating with, with something what we call the culture war. Right. And, it, and it focuses on the man who is Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. The mystery of Bill Clinton is going to be Ahab. Bill Clinton is going to follow the pattern of the ancient king, not that he knows it, but he's going to do it. Well, well, how does that go? Well, Ahab came from a biblically-based culture, and, and Bill Clinton came from the Bible Belt. Yes. And he knew about God. I mean, he was raised knowing about God. But he will, like Ahab, Ahab starts endorsing these ways that are against God. So Bill mm-hmm. Clinton will champion all these ways. He'll be the, as, as Ahab was the first king to champion Baal worship, that's child sacrifice, Bill Clinton becomes the first king to champion abortion. You know, yeah. the first, the first, the first he told laws you know, protecting babies. He passed laws uh, making uh, it legal to sell body parts, which we we saw yes. these horrible videos last a uh, year before last where People are swilling wine over lunch talking about, oh, I'm going to get me a Lamborghini off of selling baby parts. That got started with the presidency of, of, of Bill Clinton and, and the marriage between him and the modern Jezebel. Well, that's exactly the case. What we are dealing with now really has its start or its acceleration from that time. That's the early 90s, and that's where we started talking about culture war. Well, that's what, you know, with ancient Israel, the culture got totally divided. Well, that's where it was from there. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, you know, you mentioned before, even the temperament. What was the temperament of of Ahab? Ahab was a man who goes back and forth. He's emotional. One moment he's repenting. Next moment he's trying to kill, kill Elijah, mm-hmm. you know, he, he goes back and forth, wavers back and forth. Well, that was Bill Clinton. That's exactly, yeah. you know, he, and he's, he's a strategist. You, you, you write that yeah. Ahab yes. can think. He's he's morally weak, but he's a thinker, and that's Bill Clinton, that's morally right. weak, right. but a gifted politician. That's exactly, exactly the case. And the thing is, as we know, you know, he, he does not act, Ahab was not alone, and this is where we come to, comes the next mystery in the paradigm. It's called, it's a chapter called The Queen, mm-hmm. and this is where, and this is where we are going to have the next thing with Hillary Clinton. Well, her name in the, in, the, in the ancient case, her name is Isabel, we know her as Jezebel. She doesn't come from a conservative culture. She comes from a liberal cosmopolitan culture. She grows up in Phoenicia. That's that's urban. That's that's cosmopolitan, and it is liberal. They they have all sorts of things. So the, so Hillary Clinton is going to grow up not in the Bible Belt. She grows up in Chicago, mm-hmm. liberal culture. Well, Jezebel was the daughter of the the high priest of the goddess who called Astarte or Ashtoreth. So so she grows up, you know, worshiping female power. Well, so so Hillary Clinton is going to be going to be venerating her whole life female power. Meaning mm-hmm. she's a radical feminist. 
And what happens is Je- Jezebel is going to move from Phoenicia to Israel. So, so Hillary Clinton moves from, from a, a liberal culture. She moves to the Bible Belt, a conservative culture. Yeah, with all you Bible-toting, gunshot, uh, shotgun-toting uh, conservative that she would call a conservative hick and would look down her nose at them. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened with Jezebel. She is going to, she, you know, she doesn't adapt to the new culture or her adopted culture. She sees conservative culture of Israel. She sees it as an obstacle that she has got to overturn. She sees mm-hmm. traditional values as something to war against. Well, that's exactly what happens with Hillary Clinton. She right. sees conservative values as something she's got to war against. She makes a famous statement. She's the one who says, Deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. Yes, she Why? Did. So that abortion can expand. Now, I cannot think of a more Jezebelian statement than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly what Jezebel does. She enters into a war to overturn traditional values, and she becomes, Jezebel becomes the chief the chief champion of Baal worship in Israel. So that means child sacrifice. Well, Hillary Clinton becomes the chief champion in America of abortion. In yeah. fact, she was voted. That's not. I mean, that's not opinion. She was voted by Planned Parenthood as to be the abortion champion, not of the not of the year, not of the decade, but of the century. Right. So together, as you know, Ahab and Jezebel form this co-regency. First time in Israel's history, the king and queen are a team, both ruling. Well, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton become a team, become a co-presidency, together overturning traditional values, together part of the culture war, where we are to together champion... Uh, Champing child sacrifice—that is—that is abortion. So everything they follow it down to the T. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Journey will end, but I know where to start. 
tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. So wake me up when it's all over. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio program. And folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and we're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm. And lest you think this is the hatchet man beating up on Democrats again, uh, this gentleman, we are, we are quoting the Bible and the book, The Paradigm, is very well sourced. Uh, there's a bibliography in the back of the book. And uh, But now, uh, Rabbi Khan, uh, Hillary Clinton did exactly what Jezebel did in bringing the, uh, the pagan goddesses. It, it says in the Bible that she had 450 of these people uh, eating at her table. And uh, Jean Houston and Marianne Williamson were literally brought into the White House by Hillary Clinton. Share with the audience what these two advisors to Hillary Clinton truly represent. Yeah, well, the thing is that, that as you said, you, know, you, you witnessed something that had never been done before in the culture where the king and queen, and particularly the queen, bring in these, these pagan goddesses or, or the, pagan god, the priests of these goddesses and gods. And to note with this, what was involved in that, in that kind of religion, the religion of Jezebel? Well, you had not only goddess worship, you had consulting with familiar spirits, you had talking to the dead, you had all this going on. And now you have it going on in the palace. Well, that's exactly what happens in the Clinton years. I mean, it would almost sound crazy that this could ever happen in America. But Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, they, they bring in these people that you mentioned, Gene Houston particularly, and then others, who are, who are as counselors, who are new age, uh, new age gurus. Actually, uh, Gene Houston is called the, uh, the high priestess of the goddess. So is, the, so is Marianne Williamson. The mm-hmm. high, they're called priestesses. And what happens is Hillary Clinton has sessions in the White House, particularly with Gene Houston. I mean, not just once, but several times continuously, where, where they're not just meetings, they're sessions. And what happens is uh, this woman, Gene Houston, who's this priestess, she has, she's leading these sessions which are channeling where they are speaking to the dead, where they are channeling, you know, dead people, where they are channeling spirits, where the first lady is actually become, is channeling under the direction of Gene Houston, um, the dead spirits, and they're, they, you know, they, they, you know, some of this leaked out at one point, and they tried yeah, to cover it, it up and say they tried to cover it up saying it was brainstorming. No, this was not brainstorming. This was these were these were sessions which dealt with paganism with with spirits. And in fact, Jean Houston, the woman who was leading this with the first lady, she wrote a book at the time, and she describes the sessions that she leads, and she says they are talking to the gods and talking to the goddesses and talking to the 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 dead or the familiar spirits. And when, when Jean Houston was leading these sessions, she was wearing an amulet around her neck with the, the image of a ancient, of an ancient goddess. And when she, she writes a book at the same time, when she's doing these sessions in the white house, she writes a book and where she endorses 
a goddess worship, mm-hmm. and she and she specifically mentions the land of Phoenicia, which is the land of Jezebel, and she specifically mentions the goddess Astarte, which is the actual goddess that Jezebel worshipped. This was all going on in the White House. I mean, it sounds unbelievable, but it yes. all happened according to the paradigm. And it's in the Bible, folks. This is uh, this is just, this is not. Uh, Two arch conservatives beating up on Democrats. This, this folks, this it happened. It, it happened. happened. Okay, not only did it happen twenty five hundred years ago, it's it's happening, and the uh, the the accuracy and the sheer volume. A man and his microphone, brother Craig. <laughs> I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Yeah, and folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and we're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm. I'd like to move on to uh, the fact that these this culture of Jezebel uh, was there. There were two main components, it seemed, from reading your book that uh, this this culture was 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 into. Uh, one was child sacrifice, and the other is uh, sexual licentiousness in a very 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 extreme and even sex bending way where it and, and a lot of this got started in the Clinton administration and many people are upset today with what's happening but uh, I, you know I remember don't ask don't tell and saying to myself that's a toe in the sock okay and little did I know okay um, where this would go but it's it's all in the Bible this is this is the culture of the pagan goddesses being brought into Israel and and the culture of cosmopolitan cities like Chicago, uh, L.A., New York, being brought to the Bible Belt and then foisted onto the national stage. Am I overstating it? No, this this is this is another part of yo know, that is in this the paradigm that people may not realize. I mean, in in the Bible, when they when when they started getting Baal worship in the worship of Baal and and the Phoenician gods was involved sexual immorality. Where where first of all you had priests and priestesses who were engaging in sexual immorality as part of the worship. So they're ha- they're doing it publicly. So the first thing is that that their sexuality becomes something that's taken out of marriage, out of the marital chamber, and is put on the public's display of culture, become the culture as we mentioned, becomes sexualized. Well, we, we have that. In America, as we're as America was falling away from God, you have the sexual revolution. That's the first part. That you have sexual morality, you know, marriage is under attack. You have adultery, you have premarital sex, you have fornication, you have you have all that. I mean that we that that's, that's happening, but it's happening according to the ancient paradigm. But it's not just that. The priests of Baal, they were called, some of them were called the Kadashim. And it's in the Bible, you just don't see it in the, unless you see the Hebrew. Kadashim were reveal, reveal it, it's talking about male prostitutes. So you had male men as women and, yes. and performing this. And so what you have is now a ge- confusion of gender. That's part of this mystery of ancient times. And, and when a nation falls away from God, you have a confusion of gender. So now you have that. Right now you have gender under attack. It's not. It's the next stage of the sexual revolution. First you have the attack of marriage. Now you have the attack of gender. Men yes. as women, women as men, and all 
all that and and being championed from the public stage. So yes, that also began, you know, in the Clinton, uh, you know, I mean, as far as a president, uh, Bill Clinton was the first president and under Hillary Clinton, the first the first administration that began endorsing uh, the, the promoting of homosexuality. And where we are dealing, we, you know, where, what, where it's gone to now began there. And, you know, in actually Bill Clinton, you know, made a statement. He said, we are redefining, redefining the, the unchangeable values that have guided us. I mean, how can you redefine something that's unchangeable? Right. And he says, we're redefining it. Well, that's what happened under, under Ahab and Jezebel. That is what happened with Clinton. It all begins or accelerates what we're dealing with now happened there just as it did with Ahab and Jezebel. Mm. And people don't realize that it's not new. It's not a new morality, really. It's an old morality, but we are reliving it. And so, and so we got all that. And, and now here's another thing for people to realize. that In the paradigm, one of the chapters is called the Days of the King. And the question is, how long was, a, how long was Bill Clinton on the national stage? Well, he entered the national stage in 1979 when he was elected governor of Arkansas for the first time. And he, he, he never left. He, 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 I mean, he was on the national stage all the way right from governorship to the presidency until his presidency ends in January 2001. So he got January 979 to January 2001. How long is that? That's 22 years of Bill Clinton on the national stage. Well, open up the Bible to his ancient prototype, King Ahab, and you will find in there, it says Ahab reigned in Samaria for a period of 22 years. The yes. exact same thing. And you're going to see this mystery. Those who are, yes. who are listening, they haven't read the, the paradigm yet. They're going to see that every single major leader is going to uncan- eerily going to follow the, not only the, 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 the prototype, not only the ancient mystery behind them, but even the days that they are given, they are numbered yeah. by the mystery of their prototype. And, and you folks out there listening, you remember that because in case we are not able to cover all of them, you have to get this book because when he says all, he means all. Okay, I've read the book. All of them, the numbers correspond. It's just, it's, I've, I've found the sheer volume of corresponding facts to be overwhelming. It's, um, you know, now this this takes us to the nemesis. And, and again, there's going to be a lot in here about names too. Ben Haydad and Ben Laden. So t- take it from there, sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the, they're referring to the chapter called the Nemesis. Nemesis means the enemy. And the thing is that in the days of the king, in the days of of Ahab, there rises up an enemy of the nation, and he is going to threaten the nation. He comes from the Middle East, or he comes from the east of the nation. He he speaks a Semitic tongue. He threatens the nation in a Semitic tongue, and he and his his name. Actually, well, well, even before that, at one point, he's he's not going to threaten the nation. He's going to attack. It. Yes. He's going to bring calamity on the nation, and his 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 name is Ben Hadad. Now, now here's the thing: in this instance of the of the paradigm, this is going to even give the parameters of the name of the person in our time. What it means is that in in the days of the Ahab of our time, which is would be the Bill Clinton years, in those days there will rise up a man from the east who will threaten America, become the arch enemy of America, threaten America with an attack with destruction, and his name will begin with the you know the in the ancient tongue you know it, it, the first name of this guy or the first name of his last name is Ben, uh, ben or it's the same it's Ben in Arabic so you, it means you'll have an, a guy whose name will begin with Ben well you have somebody and his name is 
Bin Laden. Yes. Bin Laden, the mystery of Bin Laden, is this ancient guy named Ben Haddad, mm-hmm. and he will follow the mystery of it. He'll rise up in the east. He will threaten the nation with destruction, with invasion. Happened during the Clinton years. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he will bring destruction on the nation. And even even this, in the the paradigm and this you can find it in the Bible. Ahab has the chance God delivers this 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 enemy into the hands of Ahab. Ahab instead of dealing with instead of uh, arresting him or eliminating him, he lets him go. Right. And because of that it's going to bring destruction on the land and God rebukes him. Well, with the, the prophet is, Elijah tells him. Well, yeah, was it yeah, yes. Well, there's a there's more than one prophet who rebukes him that he's going to be judged because of that. Mhm. Yeah. And the thing is, well, could that have happened in the years of, of the Clintons? Could that happen with did, – did Bill Clinton ever have the chance to do it? Well, the 9-11 Commission actually revealed that Bill Clinton or, the, or his administration had the chance to take out bin Laden and let him go and said not once, but nine times. Right. And that would bring destruction on America. I mean, even that is – you know, we, it follows the same thing. But here's the thing. Not only that, but there's going to be a part of the paradigm. I mean, this is one of the things you're referring to, which is, I mean, eerie, where it's going gonna, it's gonna to pinpoint, and this is to do with 9-11, and other things, it's going to pinpoint the exact days of what would happen in our lifetime and uh, the events. And to, to, to get there, to set the stage on that one, it, you know, it, it begins with a scandal. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, with Ahab, the years of Ahab and Jezebel weren't just years of apostasy. They were years of personal scandal. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It means that in the Clinton years, we're going to see not just moral apostasy. We're going to see personal scandal. And that the scandal happened. And the scandal that, that the biggest scandal, you know, in the, in the Clinton years, there were many. The biggest one that leads to his impeachment is the Monica Lewinsky scandal. Now, now with, with Ahab and Jezebel, the scandal involves a, a vineyard of a guy named Naboth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Jezebel and Ahab, they end up killing the guy, bearing false witness. They take his, his vineyard, and when they get to the vineyard, Ahab finds a surprise waiting for him. Elijah is waiting in the vineyard. And he rebukes him, as you, as you were alluding to, and he tells him basically that judgment's going to come on, on, the, on his reign. It's going to come to an end. Well, the first thing is this. The, the, the scandal of Ahab, it involves the tribe of Levi. It's based on the tribe of Levi. I won't go into all the details, mm-hmm. but it, it, he breaks the law of the Levites, and he dies in the city of the Levites. His reign comes to an end in the city of the Levites. Well, could a modern presidential scandal actually be linked to an ancient tribe of Israel? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yes. From, the name, from the name Levi, this ancient tribe, you get the name, comes the name Levin. From Levin comes the name Lewin. From Lewin comes the name Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Lewinsky, the scandal of the, of, the, of the days of Clinton actually comes, the name comes from the tribe of Levi, the same tribe that right. linked to the fall of Ahab. And so it's linked to the fall of Bill Clinton. And, and actually, Monica Lewinsky is a Levite. He's a Levite, right. So he defiles an actual Levite. Whether she recognizes herself as a Levite or not, she is one. 
one. Yeah, and and you know, with with Ahab, he 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 desecrates the law of the Levites. You know, Clinton defiles an actual Levite. I mean, I mean, it's crazy, but it's yeah. real. And here's the other thing: is when did when was the scandal in Ahab's and when was it exposed by Elijah? Well, it happened in the nineteenth year of King Ahab. You can put the you can people can go to the Bible; they can put it together. It's the nineteenth year of Ahab when he came on the stage. Well, Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. we said, came on the stage in nineteen in, in nineteen seventy nine. At nineteen years, where does it take you? Takes you the nineteenth year is nineteen ninety eight. Is that significant? Nineteen ninety eight is the year that the Clinton that that the scandal is exposed in in the years of the Clinton. It's the greatest scandal comes then. And actually, if you take it by the actual the actual month that Clinton came to power, it takes you to January nineteen ninety eight, which is the actual month mm-hmm. that the scandal is revealed. But it gets even more like mind boggling or eerie. Because here's here's what happens now, at the at when you know when 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 Ahab comes to the vineyard, as we said, uh, Elijah exposes the the scandal. Well, what happens? Well, well, you know, the Ahab repents. I mean, it's temporary, but he repents for a for a time, and God says, okay, because Ahab repented. I'm gonna, I'm gonna delay the judgment that's gonna come on his house and come on the nation. I'm, I'm gonna delay it. And how long was it? It was for three years. It was delayed. So you got the king's repentance. Then you have a three-year period. Then you have a calamity that comes on the nation. So, first question: Did Bill Clinton ever repent of the scandal? Well, the answer is he did. He did. I mean, first he denied it for months, but then he, at a White House gathering, prayer gathering. He he repents. He says, "I've sinned," and you know, this is my repentance. And he 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 speaks words of repentance. Well, well, if we can find out when, what day it happened, what can we have a mystery here? Well, we know the the day it happened. If you add three years to the day, you got King's repentance. Add three years to the day. Will it take you to any significant day? Will it take you to any calamity? Well, here's what happens. If you take the day of the King's repentance, Bill Clinton in the White House, add three years, it takes you to one particular day. What day is it? The day is September 11th, 2001. The yeah. day of the calamity on the nation. The exact day of 9-11. And not only that, you know, when was the repentance? It will happen in the morning. So it takes you to the morning of 9-11. That's when it all happened. It ta- in fact, the, 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 the event began in the White House at 8.30. Well, 8.30 marks the time, the, the hour when it happens. If you add a few minutes, 9-11 begins. And when did Clinton repent? Well, it happened between 9 and 10 o'clock. Well, 9 and 10 o'clock is the peak of 9-11. And, and does the White House event actually contain 9-11? Well, it, it ends at 10.30. Well, go fast forward three years later, takes you to 10.30 on September 11th, 9-11, and 10.30, one, one minute before 9-11 ends at 10.29. Yeah. I mean, so it's, a, it's mind-boggling. It, that, this is what I mean, is. folks. This, I mean, September 11th, uh, 1998. Okay, I mean, right. wow. September 11th, 1998. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Make a 
Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, the FirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Oh, she may be weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program, The Really Real Deal. And if you're just joining us, folks, we have none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. We're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm, uh, the ancient blueprint that holds the mysteries of our times. And, and folks, it's fascinating. And you have to get this book. And if you've missed the early part of the interview, um, we, you know, just to catch you guys up, uh, we, we, we're comparing King Ahab and Jezebel and Ben-Hadad of the Book of Kings in the Old Testament. And it's fascinating, folks, the number of parallels with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, and Osama bin Laden. And, folks, we're just getting started. <laughs> um, yes, yes. So now yeah. we, we have, uh, you have uh, the name Lewinsky. You have, uh, you know, the, the, the Lewinsky scandal got exposed because of Whitewater, which was uh, real estate and the uh, the uh, the vineyard of Naboth you can read about in the Bible that was real estate and oh, oh, yeah. um, I mean so I mean even oh, the yeah. name and and you you yeah. have uh, Naboth whose name means fruits got killed Vince Foster whose name means keeper of the forest uh, Whitewater was a forest I mean how I, I mean how do yeah. you do this sir <laughs> <laughs> Well listen God did it, you know, and 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 because God, is, you know, and the main thing is be, behind everything, as we had, you know, that's what the paradigm is saying is aside from the warning, aside from identifying where we are, aside from it's going to also give us keys, I and mean, we'll get to it. Give it, you know, how to how to respond to this, how to live here, but 
it's saying that God's in charge. I mean, it, it, this is real stuff. I mean, and you, when you were just referring to, you know, that that you know that you got you got the king and queen. They, you know, and this is the paradigm. They are, and this is from Ahab and Jezebel. They they take real estate unlawful, unlawfully, and it involves the death of a man, as you said, and the name of the man is linked to the land that they took, the land of the scandal. Well, you have the two, and this is not saying what, regardless of what Bill Clinton or Hillary Clinton had to do with this or not. I mean, what they did or not. The point is, you've got another scandal, and as you, it, as you said, it's the land. It concerns with the, it concerns how the land was taken legally, un, illegally, right. and it concerns the death of you have Vince Foster. Vince Foster is linked to the land, just like Naboth was linked to the land. He yeah. was actually representing the king and queen with the land, and you know he was representing uh, the Clintons. And he 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 dies. And as you said, the, the you know the name is linked. You know the, each one. The, the in the first scandal, it's a vineyard, so that has to do with fruits. And so you, the name of the guy, as you said, Naboth means fruits. Well, this land, Whitewater, wasn't a, a vineyard. Whitewater was forest land. And so Vince Foster, Foster meets the keeper of the forest. Yeah. I mean, who can come and up I with look it? these things up. I'm reading this, and everything I read, I look up. Okay, and not not that I don't trust you, but I learned to do that very early in I'm my glad career. You do that. Okay. I'm glad you do that. <laughs> and, I hope everybody did that. Yeah, I would. Well, you know, I've got burned very early in my career uh, a few times, but not not in not in the last eight or nine years. Okay. But um, it's it's just fascinating. And another thing too that um, again uh, the the Levite um, Monica Lewinsky and the land that that is violation of the Levitical law as well because the um, yeah. Naboth wanted to keep the land because it was his inheritance, and the king That's right. wanted to take his inheritance and wanted him to dishonor the memory of his father by giving away what his father gave him that that's right that's right you have you have you know it, the fall of ahab in many ways begins and well it's named it's, with greed it's covetousness and, and, yeah and and yeah the breaking of the ten commandments well certainly bill clinton broke several of the ten commandments in the scandals and and it involves the 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 breaking or desecrating of the Levitical law, and it ends up he's gonna he's gonna die in a in a place called Ramoth Gilead, which is the city of the Levites. So it begins with a the the, the Levites ends with the Levites, and by we we even get to this. And I'll just mention this before we we're gonna. It, by the way, the paradigm is gonna go from we, we're starting with the Clintons, but it's gonna go through everything up to Donald Trump. And the thing and the thing is that that even the days you know it gives the days that you know that Ahab will have until the end of his reign because before he dies well well the paradigm if you take if you take another date in the paradigm won't go through it but you take another date actually the, the date that the Lewinsky scandal is exposed the day of the day it breaks forth to the world you take that and you add three years it's also linked to the mystery of Elijah and Ahab after it gives you the exact date that the Clinton years come to an end on that date, January twentieth. I mean, so everything is there. And, wow. and speaking and speaking of the end, well, this is what happens after this. Well, well, you know, when in the you know people think that with Ahab and Jezebel, that you know Ahab's reign comes to an end, and so does Jezebel. Not what happens. Ahab's reign comes to an end. Jezebel continues on on the political stage. So what does that mean? Well, it means that the Clinton years come to an end. And what it means is that, but 
But Hillary Clinton will continue on on the political stage apart from her husband. And that's exactly what happens with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And, I mean, it's never happened with any any first lady. I mean, it happens for the first time, but that's in the paradigm. Yeah. She continues on. And what happens with Jezebel? She continues on in the halls of power. She's not the queen anymore. She's the former queen, former first lady. But she continues on in the halls of power. And in the capital city, well, that's exactly what happens with Hillary Clinton. She continues on as senator in the halls of power. Of course, she she's doing it because I mean she's gonna she's gonna want to become the the leader of the land. And, mm-hmm. and 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 if Jezebel could have done it, she also would have become the, she also would have become the king if she could have. I mean, if she could, yeah. because because actually in the paradigm, you know, she has a daughter who marries the kings in the in the southern kingdom, and that's exactly what will happen. That queen will take over. So so you got that, and then and and you know what. What happens during those years? You have Jezebel continues, you know, with her policy of child sacrifice, bail worship. She never repents, and so Hillary Clinton still stays as the chief advocate of abortion in America. She mm-hmm. she votes for 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 a partial birth abortion. I mean, horrible thing, you know, and all that. And then at one point, she's going to try to become the well, Hillary Clinton is going to try to become the the leader of the land first in 2008. But according to the paradigm, it doesn't go to Jezebel, it's going to go to a younger man. And that is going to open up the mystery of of Barack Obama, the next mystery of the world. And that's going to follow a man called, the mystery of Barack Obama is the mystery of the man called Joram, King Joram. Now, what do we know about him? Joram he he uh, he is going to follow in the footsteps of Ahab, meaning he's going to follow the policies. He's the, he's the heir. In the book, he's called the heir, and then he's going to follow his policies. Will follow the same policies that were of the in Ahab's time. Well, well, the same with Barack Obama. He's going to follow the the policies of the Clinton years. I mean, we know that he mm-hmm. followed the same thing when whether it has to do with and puts abortion. it on steroids. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know that, that's that's yes. I mean, exactly. yeah. Clinton says, "Don't ask, don't tell." Obama says, "We're gonna make the uh, secretary of the army an open homosexual." It, it's just, it's it's mind boggling the speed with which the the deconstruction of uh, civil society and as you as you eloquently point out in the book, the war between the two sides in the culture. Yes. It will, you, no matter what you do, you take it on abortion, and so you know. Take, well, take it on on gay marriage. Yeah, yeah, that goes. Take it on abortion begins with the Clinton uh, Clinton years as far as the first leaders to endorse it. From the well, well, Obama takes it too. I mean, everything. Oh, you know, Hillary Care becomes Obamacare. Everything. Yeah, well, everything. That's, that's the that's the mystery of the era. And, and I'll t- here's another thing. You know, you mentioned about temperaments. Well, even that. I mean, I didn't, we didn't mention the temperament. We we mentioned of Ahab. What about Jezebel? Well, Jezebel's temperament is very different from Ahab. She's 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 hard. She's got a hard personality. She she's she's not trusted by the people. She is you know very ambitious for power. She's vindictive. I mean, she's the one who hunts down the prophets. Well, you you got this. Everything yeah. about this has been said about Hillary Clinton. Everything. She's got a temper. You know, well everything. Yeah. You know, and that's Hillary. Well, Hillary yeah, went after all the women. Hillary Hillary ran the Bimbo Eruption Squad. Hillary. <laughs> many women have testified that after Bill sat them, Hillary Clinton threatened them. 
And yeah. I mean, and in uh, in the case of Naboth's vineyard, it was Jezebel. It was it was it was Ahab that wanted the vineyard. It was Jezebel that set up the killing of Naboth and got the vineyard. It. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. a man and his microphone, brother Craig. Folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and we're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm. Folks, you got to yeah. get this book, The Paradigm. It's, uh, wow. That's, that's, yeah, and, 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 that, and taking it now to what about the air? What about o, o Joram or Obama? Well, Joram's personality is different. Joram's, Joram is not like Ahab, where you know Ahab is all over the place. He's emotional. He's back and forth. Well, that was Clinton. Well, Joram's personality is much more a cooler temperament than that's Obama. But his 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 whole his whole um you know his personality and his his administration. This is Joram is known for its hostility to God and the and the people of God. And that's Joram exactly that. And the thing is, now here's another thing. How long was Barack Obama on the national stage? Well, we know it's an exact point. We know when he rose. It was that Democratic convention. It was overnight. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. nobody knew him really outside of Chicago. Nobody knew him. And all of a sudden, overnight, he is launched onto the national stage. And and then, you know, within within a few months, he becomes senator. And then within within two years, he's running for president. Four years, he's president. And so when did that happen? When did he come on the national stage? It was the year 2004. That's when that speech was made. Mm-hmm. Democratic convention. How long did it last? His last year as president lasted, it was 2016, as we know. So how many years? 2016 minus 2004 comes out to 12 years. we got 12 years of Barack Obama. Well, what happens if you open the Bible to his prototype, Joram? It is written, Joram reigned in Samaria for a period of 12 years. The yeah. exact same thing. In fact, in fact, when Obama spoke at the, Nash, at the Democratic Convention, um, you know, in, in to nominate Hillary Clinton, he, he spoke on the, ex, he, you know, his first words of his speech were, 12 years ago today. It was actually on the exact day. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got all that. But not only that, you know, we, you know, we mentioned that, you know, this mystery, there's this other guy, which was Bin, Bin Haddad, which is Bin Laden, the nemesis. Well, he rises in the Clinton years, but what happens to him after he brings destruction on on Israel? He attacks Israel. What happens? You know, when 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 9-11 happened, everybody thought, you know, they're going to capture Obama, uh, Obama, Osama right away, and that would be it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not what happened. The, 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 what happened is they couldn't find him for years and years. The, the, the trail went dead. Well, well, the, the paradigm contained the whole mystery because, first of all, according to the paradigm, you know, there it's it, it's going to give the time period. It's going to give actually what's going to happen to bin Laden because according to the paradigm, the ancient nemesis after 
he, he brings destruction, he is going to be assassinated. That's what happened to Ben Haddad. He'd be assassinated. How would it happen? He would be assassinated while he was lying. I mean, the assassination would begin while he's lying in bed. Mm-hmm. Well, Bin Laden's assassination would begin while he was lying in bed. And the assassin in the paradigm, in the ancient times, would enter the bedroom and then kill the nemesis in his bedroom. Well, what happened with Bin Laden? They enter, the assassin enters his bedroom and he, he is executed in his bedroom. That's how it happens. Same thing. But it even gives the time when it's going to happen. According to the paradigm, it's going to happen not in the reign of Ahab, but it's going to happen in the reign of Joram. So that means it's going to happen in the reign of Obama. And it's mm-hmm. going to happen, and, and I didn't even mention Three this, leaders you know, later. Three, the, the third king. Yes, the third king. Yeah, skips and, over and Bush. It, yeah, and the third king. And I didn't mention this, but when, when Joram comes to the throne, he, he's not alone. He, he's, at the, he's, at, he's in the throne with, with the former first lady, Jezebel. Well, that's exactly what happens with, with Obama. He comes to the White House, not alone, but with, for the first time in history, with the former first lady, Hillary yeah, Clinton. Secretary and of State. During the, t- during the time <laughs> when they're together, that's, you know, when, when Bin Laden is, when, when actually the ancient nemesis is assassinated, uh, you know, you have Joram, the king, with, the, with Jezebel in the palace. Well, that's exactly, you remember those famous pictures. When Bin Laden is assassinated, you got Obama, and you have, you have Hillary Clinton together there. And it even gives the, 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 the year, because according to the paradigm, it'll, after the nemesis brings destruction on the land, there will be 10 years, he will have 10 years to live, and then he will be assassinated in the 10th year. Mm-hmm. Well, take, take, the, take the, that means 9-11, that's 2001, add 10 years, takes you to the year 2011, the 10th year, and that's the year Bin Laden is assassinated. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, and I, have you counted exactly how many parallels? Because, I mean, it seems to me like dozens. I mean, with a big fat S yeah, on the end. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, there is too many. I, I lost count. <laughs> no, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Now let, let's 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 get to okay. Yeah. We so we've we've ben, covered Ahab and Jezebel, Bill and Hillary. We've covered Bin Laden and Ben Hadad. All this is in the Bible, folks. Uh, Joram, the third king, because the uh, uh, Ahab and Jezebel had a son who was king for only two right. years. So that would have been uh, Bush. It skips over Bush and and gets yep. to that third king. Yep. So now, now we're we're up to the uh, the warrior yep. that comes in because as you and 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 as you write I'm thinking wow this is so fascinating because you use words that I've been using for years and 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 saying how this is this if we don't have something big to happen this could become permanent this falling away from God yeah. in our yeah. society so uh, you know tell the folks you yeah. know what the paradigm has to say about yes. you know the, exactly uh, the, that. the the warrior that that comes and 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 and, and the, the Again, the temperament of this man. Yeah, well, the first, what you just said was, I mean, exactly, and what you said, you be, what you've been saying is exactly parallel. The the overall, the big picture is the nation in ancient Israel comes to a crossroads, a critical crossroads, where if the house of Ahab continues in power, it's going to be sealed. The apostasy is going to be sealed. Uh, religious freedom is going to be gone. They're going to be persecuting the people of God. Uh, it's going to be over for the nation. Well, we yes. were at a crossroads in this last election. Um, this is 2016, where where if we had gone the other way, if it had gone to 
the, the Democratic candidates, and by the way, it's not about parties, it's not about people, but it's about the issues. And, that, and so it involves parties, it involves it, but that, it's the issues. If, the, if, the, if, this, if they had won, if Hillary Clinton had won, we would have been, they would have sealed it. They would have sealed the Supreme Court, would have sealed the direction, would have sealed religious freedom, all that. Yes. And, and it would have been over. And the thing is, this was the election where the Democratic convention was the most brazen in history. I mean, it was, celebra- it was a celebration of abortion, literally. Yeah. They were, they were, they were, they were like they were rejoicing over the killing of babies for the first time in their history. This was the the uh, the election where they promised to strike down the Hyde Amendment, which has been mm-hmm. in place since the 1970s, which which would mean that we would all be directly directly funding the killing, the murder of children. Yeah. And this is the election where Hillary Clinton made that statement. It was actually her first speech after she announced her candidacy. First speech, she says, "Deep seated religious beliefs have to be changed." Right. So that abortion can expand. So, so you got all that. Now that's what happened with ancient Israel. You got the nation at a yeah. crossroads, and, what, and just and then you've got a you got a surprise. Mm-hmm. You, and, and in the book, he's called the warrior. A man rises up to power. He is not a he is not a politician. His name is Jehu. Jehu is going to be the mystery of Donald Trump, and Donald Trump's going to follow the power. You want to understand Donald Trump? Jehu. Mm-hmm. Jehu is as we said. He's not he's not of the royal family, so he's not a politician. Donald Trump's not a politician. Jehu is a warrior. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. Well, Donald Trump is a fighter. He fights with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, be, I, mean I, I believe in some way, you know, you know there's got to be a thing in that, you know, in the Hebrew that, you know, Jehu had a Twitter account, but I can't prove it. So, but, you, know, so, so you got all that and you got, and Je, what kind of, what kind, now let's go what you were saying. What kind of temperament is, is Jehu? Jehu is, is, is wild. He's, he's wild. Donald Trump is wild. Jehu is unpredictable. Donald Trump is unpredictable. Jehu is is you know he's even I mean you could say Jehu is is violent I mean because he, he just goes all over. Well, Donald Trump is you know is is again unpredictable. He, he nothing stops him. You know just like yeah. Jehu, but he's and, focused. He's not a man he, of but, faith, but he's a man of strategy and conquest, as you write. He is yep. He is strategic. I mean, on one hand, he's unpredictable. He's a man of speech, exactly. And and what happens? You know what happens now that a, a Jehu is going to shake up the status quo. He's going to come out of nowhere. going to shake up the political realm. Well, that's exactly what happened with Donald Trump. And, what, and Jehu, you know, is anointed, he's anointed by the prophet to become king of Israel and to fight the house of Ahab. So, so he gets onto a, gets in his chariot, begins a race to the throne. Well, Donald Trump begins a race to the White House. And here's the thing, I mean, you know, here's the thing what happens. When, Don, when, when Jehu is riding on in that chariot, his race, the watchman sees him coming and says, I, you know, says basically, I, I don't know who it is, but his driving is like that of Jehu, for he driveth furiously. Yes. Uh, you want to describe I mean, the, <laughs> Yeah, crazy. I mean, exactly, you know, we want to describe the race of Donald Trump furiously, and the, and the Hebrew gets even deeper. The Hebrew word is shagah, and that means crazily. Well, that race wow. is crazy. I mean, and actually in some of your Bibles, I mean, you can look it up. I mean, you go to the Bible. Some of the Bibles actually say he, he drives like a madman. Like a madman, well, yeah. Well, you have a place in here where you have all the different um, um, the different interpretations. One says madman. One says lunatic. I'm reading right from your book. One <laughs> says irrationally. One says impetuously. You know, the pace of Everything. him who is coming is like the pace of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he comes impetuously. I mean... Every <laughs> single thing. I mean, that's exactly it. You know, and you got to say God has a sense of humor, too. Yeah. That's exactly it. Exactly it. So, and the thing is that even though Jehu 
drives crazily, he gets there. It's there. Yes. So even though Donald Trump is a crazy race, he gets there. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. I'm standing with the man in the mirror. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VACHristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Back at you here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. And folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and we're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm. And the thing is that even though Jehu drives crazily, he gets there. Well, when he gets to the royal city, he gets there, and, and the thing is that it's actually revealed at that time, it's revealed that Jehu originally, he was in the vineyard with, with Ahab, originally he was on the wrong side of the culture war. And Donald yeah. Trump, even that, he was, on, he was a friend of, of the Clintons. He was You're on right. the wrong side. Originally he was, he was pro-abortion, but he changed. Well, well Jehu originally was pro-killing pro, pro children because he, was, because he was fighting for the kingdom of Baal. He was one of... Yeah. Yeah, he was a Baalite. Yeah, he, I mean, but, it's, he, he, but he changed and yeah. he came, and now he's for. He, now he's against Charles Irish. Same with Donald Trump. Mm. And the thing is, he, he gets to the capital city, or he gets to the royal city, and what happens there? It becomes a showdown between between. Now listen, it's between the the warrior and the former first lady. So so what happens in America? It becomes a showdown between Jehu and 
Jezebel becomes a showdown between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. That's exactly what happens. It wow. becomes a showdown. I mean, I mean, and and you know, remember everybody was saying that you know Hillary's going to win. Win the, the you know Democrats are going to trounce Donald Trump. Well, everybody's <laughs> saying that, but the paradigm was saying no. It went right. the warrior comes head to head for the former first lady. It will be the warrior who will be, end up triumphant. That's exactly what happens. Becomes the downfall of Hillary Clinton, and it becomes the downfall of Jezebel. And I mean, and if you remember, I mean, even this, you know, remember that that you know on that day of her downfall, she's dressing herself up. You know, Hillary. I mean, I mean, Jezebel is dressing herself up mm-hmm. as a queen. You know, she, and and, on, and and we get from the Hebrew that she undoubtedly she put on her crown. Well, well, if you remember on the day of the election, Hillary Clinton was preparing her own coronation. You know, yes. you know fireworks, but it becomes her down her downfall instead. And and here's the thing: how long were the the years? How long was Hillary Clinton on the national stage? Well, she comes with her husband in 1979, becomes first lady of Arkansas, goes all the way to first lady of of America. That part, that phase with her husband lasts until 2001 January. That's 22 years as with her husband on the national stage, first lady. Well, and then what happens after that? Hillary Clinton is on the stage alone or solitary for how many years? Well, well, she's she's a senator for for eight years, Secretary of State four years. That's that's 12 years. Then she retires from public life for two years, comes back on the national stage for two more years to run for president. How many years? Four, so it adds up to 14 years alone, 22 years with her husband. How long was Jezebel on the national stage with her husband? She was on the stage for 22 years alone. She was on the stage for 14 years. Wow. Same exact thing. Exact yeah. thing. Now, what happens when, when Jehu gets to the capital city? Well, what he does, first of all, what he does is he destroys the temple of Baal that Ahab built. So that means he comes against, that's, that's child sacrifice. He mm-hmm. comes against child sacrifice. What's the first thing that Trump does on the national, when he gets there? He gets on the, onto the capital city. He signs the executive orders against abortion. Mm-hmm. And he, he vows that he's going to fight abortion. And and the thing is that, and, and, and basically, Jehu is going to defund abortion because Jehu is going to defund state, sacri- state support for the priest of Baal. Mm-hmm. And not that and you know now now here's another thing is I mean this is a mind-boggling you know could it actually be could does there could there actually exist a temple of Baal in the world well actually, yes there, there has existed a temple of Baal it has stood for two thousand years in the Middle East two thousand years but the paradigm says when the when the warrior comes to the comes to power comes to begins to rise the temple of Baal will fall well when Donald Trump began his race to power two months later the temple of Bail fell to the earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, who could put that together? I mean, great. Yeah. You know, and so, and and there's now there's so much. Of, I know we don't have time so much, but I'll just say this: a few things. One is the paradigm will also get to the future, and it gives keys about what will happen. Where are we? And that's a good. To, yeah, that's a good thing to close out with because that was going to be my next question. Where do we go from here? What's the you know what's the yeah. takeaway? You know, other than yeah, for me the takeaway is that, uh, you know, the, the years of dust that uh, grew on my Bible, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shame on me, okay? I mean, it's just literally only been in the last, um, you know, maybe seven or eight years, um, well, maybe a little longer than that, but in, in the last 10 years that I knocked the dust off my Bible. And many people that are listeners to my program, one of the prime uh, demographics that I try to go after is uh, Christian.
Christians who, uh, you know, were reared in Christ like I was, but have fallen away like I did. And folks, open your Bible in the book of Kings. And this, if this does not make you realize uh, that there is something special, I mean, if a person had never heard of a Bible, but they, um, you were to tell them this story today, they would swear that someone wrote it last week. <laughs> Am I overstating it, sir? No, no, no. Listen, listen, down to the dates. Yeah. And, down to and, the dates. Yes. Yeah, and, and I'll say this, you know, it's, you know, not that, you know, I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole section in in the book um, called about the harbingers of days to come. One of the keys, well, there's a warning in there because because our hope is not it's not about Donald Trump. It's our hope is in God. You know, and, and Jehu was a man. You know, Jehu did good, but he also you know it was it wasn't the answer. The answer was I'll I'll, I'll do this. I won't. I can't go into all the, the time we have the detail of the future. But mm-hmm. We have a thing on that, but here but there is a very a very important thing. There's a there's a chapter at the end called the Elijah paradigm, and mm-hmm. that is what do we do? See, because because here's the thing. The, here's where you are right now. The, the significance of Jehu was that he, what, he opened a window. If it was, if he didn't, if he didn't come to power, it would have been over. And right. so he opened. It wasn't about Jay. It wasn't about Jehu, but it was that Jehu was used by God, despite himself, was used by God to keep the window open so for the people of God to have freedom. It was a it was a reprieve. It was a temporary reprieve for the nation and for the people of God. So, so because the answer was revival, the only way that that nation would have been saved is if there was revival. Well, well, that's where we are right now. Trump, the point of Trump was it is a reprieve. It is a time. We have a, a period of time. We got a window of time where we there must be revival. If there is not revival, it's over. Right. And so this is the time we have, the time we have now to pray for revival, to, to not just pray for revival, live in revival. Yes. Revival starts with us. And not be, and the other thing is that it's not, you know, this is not the time to be timid. You know, this is not the time right. to be yeah. quiet. Right, yeah. Yeah. Bold. Why? See, bold. Right. See, that you know the the paradigm actually has a paradigm inside the paradigm for the people of God, and it, with the keys of how to live now, how to be how to prevail now, how to be victorious now in the culture in your life, and that is that is the Elijah paradigm. See, Elijah was Elijah was not a timid guy. He was not he was not compromised. He was not of the status quo. Elijah was radical. Elijah was revolutionary. And this is time. This, the, the days for being status quo are over. We are in the Elijah days, and that is that if. You know, if Ahab and Jezebel are on the throne, if, if we've got days of immorality, then it's time for Elijah. And so the people of God, this is what we have to be. This, this is the time to be strong, to be radical, to become re- more re- revolutionary, mm-hmm. to be bold, to be all out. See, if the dark is getting darker, it's time the lights get brighter. Right. And, you know, this could be the greatest time for us. You know, if, if these are, you know, if it says the eyes of God search the entire earth, looking for the one whose heart is completely his. He'll, he'll anoint that one. Well, if we stand at this time, if, if we get, if we live strong, bold, strong, God will anoint us. God will bring revival. But the key is, if my people who are called by my name, if my people, the key is if, and the key is my people. So mm-hmm. here's the thing: if if we will live this way, you know, you know, if these are the days of Elijah, then it's time that we, the people of God, and I mean everybody who's listening, it's time that we start becoming the Elijahs of the day. Amen to that, brother. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, it's this, I mean, I just cannot say enough, folks. You all 
have to get this book. Um, and, and also, please share with the folks. Your, I went to your website, and it's it, you do you Thank do you. the Lord's work, you know. And I've been saying it for years, folks, that if you open up your Bible and uh, to the book of Isaiah, and you read about the watchmen on the wall, those who will not keep silent, ye who make mention of the Lord, keep you know keep not silent. If that's not your preacher, you're in the wrong church. And I don't mind saying that. If that, I mean this. The, the, the days of yeah. Reverend Chickenfoot that just wants to preach to the choir. I think that's what you're saying by the, these are the days of Elijah. We need yeah. to come out of the prayer closet. I, yeah. You know, I love prayer as much as the next person, but we have to engage the culture because we have a lot of uh, holy ground that we've seeded that we have to take that holy ground back. I mean, education, Hollywood, uh, the university, um, yeah, marriage, even simple things like boys are boys and girls are girls. We have to take that back. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig. Folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us none other than Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, and we're discussing his latest book, The Paradigm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, these could be, you know, you know. I mean, we think about you. Know, people are so nice. They're afraid, and they're, they don't open their mouth. And many of the many major pastors are not doing that. I mean, I mean, they're, I mean, I mean, they're they're timid, and and that that's not you know. And, and here's the thing, you know, it, you know, you ask, ask, you have to ask yourself, how do we get where we are? I mean, if we're the light of the world, if we're the light of America, how did America get so dark? You know, we couldn't have been what we were supposed to be. You know, you know. So it, it, if, if we're the if we're the salt of the earth. Earth, how did it get so rotten? You know, if we're the soul, well, we got to do our job. And the yes. thing is that don't fear these days. Don't fear the end times. Don't fear it because you know God has called us for this day, and it's it's the days of Elijah. It's the days of Jeremiah. You know, they lived in a culture that knew God, but then turned against God and mm-hmm. turned against them. Well, that's you know we got an. It's an honor. It's a privilege that we can live in these days. That we can stand with Jesus. We can stand with God at a time when it may not be popular. Well, with a minority that. That is an honor. That's the same days that Paul lived in. You know, but they turned the world upside down. Yes. So these could be the greatest. These are biblical. You know, people say, I wish I could live in Bible times. You Congratulations. Do. <laughs> You're living in Bible times. But li- so live biblically. Live like yeah. a Bible character. And it's exciting. God will anoint you. Amen. You know, you know, it's never, it's never, oh, it's 
it's never over with God. You know, so, so so you go and God will lift you up. Yeah. And I'll just say if it's okay, and I appreciate you please, asking. Please do. But if, yeah, if they do want to get in touch, we give prophetic updates, and we 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 give you know it's we send out free gifts and and all these things of prophecy and how to live. And if they want to get in touch, it's simply they got to remember the the uh, ministry is Hope of the World. So the, all you got to do is remember hopeoftheworld.org. It's there. Hopeoftheworld.org will send you free gifts, and you'll be very blessed. Um, and for the paradigm, it's available everywhere. You know, from Walmart to yes. Amazon, everywhere. So yes. you know, I, I even on my know. website, you can get it. Oh, great! <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. So listen, thank I just and again, thank you so much. Uh, I've I've not I've not looked forward to an interview like I have with yours for a very long time, and oh. it's a true honor. You are a true man of God, and I just pray that the Heavenly Father would continue to bless you, edify you, lift you up. Uh, undergird you, you and that uh, you would conquer every place where your foot shall trod. Thank you so much, and 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 likewise. And you, I can tell you're a man of God and very and uncompromised. I, I try thank, my best. <laughs> you are, and thank you. And listen, it was a joy to do this with you. I mean, uh, you know, to have somebody of a like mind, you know, with us, it was a joy. Um, and you stay strong too. And I want to encourage your listeners that you you talk about pastors. You know, you've got a man here who is obviously who is who is uh, there's no compromise here, and who is speaking it as it is, and is is speaking it as a watchman on the wall. So thank you in yeah. every way. It was a joy. Okay, same here, sir. Well, anyway, be blessed. A man and his microphone. Brother Craig, a man and his microphone. Brother Craig. I'm Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army at SalvationArmyUSA.org. Military groups like Special Operations Wounded Warriors at SOWWCharity.com. Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance at VAChristian.org and SaltAndLightCouncil.org. And there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, TheFirstAmendmentInc.com, which keeps us on the air, but the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has given to you. Thank you, Virginia, and God bless you. Oh, she may be weary. Them young girls, they do get weary. Welcome back to the program, Virginia. Your friendly, friendly 
neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live here on Virginia's Big Dog Radio Program. The really real deal. Well, all right, folks, as promised, uh, I came down here with a a team of uh, folks from the Virginia Christian Alliance and the Salt and Light Council to visit the Museum of the Bible. And we're very blessed and privileged to have with us Dr. Tony Zeist, who is the executive director of the museum. And uh, you were were just telling me, Dr. Zeist, about how you guys started. And we kind of have similar uh, backgrounds Uh with me and uh, radio and TV and uh, right. and how your career path started. Uh, yeah. You want to share that story? I'll do it in a, a quick summary. When I was 13 years old, Craig, I had this sort of epiphany that said, I need to make a difference in this world for God's sake. And that's really what that drove me at 13. Wow. And so I started planning my career, and I've determined that I could probably make a positive difference uh, by best by being either a preacher or a teacher, and I ended up being a teacher. <laughs> and so I taught radio, television, film, and speech, and, okay. and uh, that's mass communications, uh-huh. and I just loved it. And then I uh, was teaching at Vincent's University mm-hmm. uh, in Indiana, and uh, I had a, a president there that I really, really, really liked named Isaac Beckus. Mm-hmm. He had been a Presbyterian minister and then became a, the university president, and I mm-hmm. thought, now, so he did it backwards. He, did he it backwards. started a preacher, yeah. then a teacher. You started a teacher. <clears throat> yeah, and now I preach some. Yeah. In fact. But okay. anyway, I, I admired him so much, and I said, you know what? He's making a bigger difference in the world than I am. I've got 30 <laughs> students per class, and he's got the whole university. So wow. I set a track to become a college oh, president, okay. and I became a community college president uh, at age 39. And so uh-huh. I stayed as a president for 32 years and thought I would retire. Mm -hmm. So I put in my retirement. I prayed about it uh, one evening, a Saturday evening uh, at dinner with my wife and said, all right, Lord, we're going to have some time on our hands. Let Mm -hmm. us know what you want us to do. (laughs) And Craig, Monday morning, I was contacted by a search consultant and said, we're building the world's first major museum to the Bible in wow. Washington, D.C., and we want you to come and run it. Wow. And I'm going, wow. Uh, yeah. And I, and I tell you the truth, I sort of, I tried to wiggle out of it because I didn't want to move to Washington, D.C. We live in Charlotte. We love Charlotte. All our yeah, families Yeah, the swamp. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you've carved a nice little but, spot out or something like a, yeah. a jewel in the middle of the yeah. swamp. So here we are. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's, and it's, uh, it's something amazing. to behold. And it, it has been a, an amazing process. And so here we are, our opening day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we this thing has started uh, to be planned out seven years ago. And it took them almost two years to find a building for sale in Washington, D.C. Wow. And... Their surveys all said uh-huh. D.C. is the is the city of museums, so this is where you should come rather right, than New York right. or someplace. And so uh, they they grabbed this building. It was a building built in 1923. It was mm-hmm. the first refrigerated warehouse in Washington, D.C., so it was very sturdy. A train used to even come in off of a spur and unload ice and meat and all kinds of In the bottom of the building, yeah. a door in and yeah. out over the yeah. train tracks. Yeah. Wow. You see, and so... Uh, so they knew it was a good build, solid mm-hmm. building, and they bought it. 
And then uh, we're very, very blessed. The Green family from Oklahoma, that's a Hobby Lobby. Family. Hobby Lobby, yes. It was their vision. Yes. It was their vision. A real Christian gentleman. Oh, abs- oh the whole family. Yes. And so. Yes. Uh, and willing to put himself on the line as God directs us to oh, do. Oh, absolutely. All, yeah. And the whole family. Yes. And uh, so they got the building and they agreed to buy the building and to uh, renovate the building and mm-hmm. remodel the building. Uh, to make it into a machine, uh, you know, into a museum, uh, and then after that, we're on our own. So we're really on our own now. Oh, okay. We're so blessed by them, but we have fifty thousand donors, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and members, and we need more members because. Well, how does a person become a member and a, and a donor? Well, uh, the easiest way is to go online, mm-hmm. museumofthebible.org, mm-hmm. because I will tell you, Craig. Uh, as these visitors that are coming in, and yes. they have, we've had pre-opening events for the last mm-hmm. four weeks. Here's the number one question they 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 ask me: How can I be a part of this? Wow. And I say, look, j- just become a member. There are 27 levels, so everybody can afford it. 27 levels. Yes. Yeah, so you go. Wow. If you got a lot of money. You're a big member, and you're, yeah. But they're all members. From ten dollars to ten million dollars. There you go. <laughs> and uh, so uh, because it's going to cost us about. 36 to 37 million dollars a year to operate this museum and oh, we have to okay. raise that so right. we we don't want to let god down we've got to mm-hmm. we got to raise that and yeah. just to get people interested in his word now mm-hmm. we're non-sectarian and we needed to be that way we right. rise very early because the bible is the foundation of mm-hmm. many faiths and we respect yes. all faiths of course mm-hmm. uh, but we want people to get all people well, the foundation of many Christian faiths and then the and Old the Hebrew, Testament, the, the Jewish yeah, faith. Yeah, correct. Right, right. And then, um, uh, so we uh, we just thought, you know what, the, the purpose is very simple. Mm-hmm. It's we will invite all people to engage in the Bible, its history, its narrative, and its impact. Mm-hmm. And so those are the three main themes that you'll see throughout mm-hmm. this museum. There's a floor on the history. There's a floor on the on the narrative, which is the stories mm-hmm. of floor on the impact. And mm-hmm. then there are other rotating exhibits all over. So we're right. eight stories high. And was our, the timing set to coincide with the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther making the Bible available yeah. to the common man? Well, I think that was part of the decision. Mm-hmm. But as I've pressed the people who were here before me, mm-hmm. they said, really, we just picked a date. And this says, so I said, well, I think that maybe somebody else. God has his hand in it. It's amazing. That is something how you go from uh, Martin Luther saying that, you know, everything's in Latin and I don't have access. And when I read the Bible for myself, I find all these different things that I that I was unaware of or not taught. And uh, and also he's able to critique the church with this new knowledge, right. and so you you have a do you have a vision of this museum having that type of impact on individuals? Well, that you know, I, I think it will become the museum will become the center of all things Bible. I'm mm-hmm. talking about for the world, and we have, right. uh, for instance, uh, we have already gotten loans from the Israeli Antiquity Authority mm-hmm. over fi- over a thousand. Um, Artifacts they have in this museum in their gallery. They took a whole gallery. Wow. We have the Vatican Library. They seldom uh, do that. And mm. by the way, the Israeli antiquity had never loaned out any antiquities to wow. anyone. 
until us. And so That's uh, we did a ribbon cutting yes, uh, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, we did a ribbon cutting for that gallery, and we wow. did a ribbon cutting for the Vatican Gallery. We had some top people, one of the the, the top people that is the Pope's advisor. Uh, so it was very very exciting, and we've got other galleries from. Germany and from Amsterdam and basically all over the world. It's a worldwide uh, museum. Wow. So we're really excited. We don't render an opinion, mm -hmm. uh, nor do we interpret the Bible for for any visitor. Mm -hmm. We want them to read it. And Craig, we think the Bible will speak for itself. Amen. And so the two takeaways mm -hmm. that we want visitors to have here. The first one is we want them to think, wow. That's the most, <laughs> that is the, that's the most impressive museum I've ever visited. And then the second one is we want them to go away with a healthy thirst to learn more yes. about this amazing book, the Bible. Wow, fantastic. Now, can people purchase Bibles here? Oh, yes, there are all sorts of Bibles in mm -hmm. the uh, gift shop. Oh, they okay. can purchase all sorts of things in, in the gift shop, particularly oh, okay. apparel and uh, oh, okay. jewelry for the ladies and scarves and all that. It's a beautiful gift shop. You'll have Great. to go see that. Great. But let me mention something. If you And this has to be on everybody's bucket list, not mm -hmm. to come once, but many times because yeah. our experts have determined the average person would take nine eight-hour days to see everything. To nine see days, nine. eight hours a day. Does that include a lunch break? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. But, uh, oh. You'll see it. It's so exciting. We have a coffee shop called mm -hmm. Milk and Honey. Mm -hmm. We have a restaurant, wonderful restaurant called Mana. Oh, with, my lovely wife and I, we ate there. Oh. And the, uh, what was that soup we had? It was... Um, Pumpkin or butternut squash, butternut squash soup with pumpkin seeds. Oh on wow, it. sounds Ooh, good. Lord, it was it was <laughs> mouth watering. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then we've got a world stage theater, uh, and it's and called. We the saw world that stage. theater, and it? it was it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and the New Testament is playing in it right now. Uh, no, uh, Amazing Grace. Amazing. Is in it. Uh, uh, well, the uh, the screen. Oh, I'm that, sorry. The New you, Testament yeah. is on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's just verses out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You can go and sit there and be very peaceful mm -hmm. and calm, and and you, uh, uh, yeah. a voice is narrating. Verses Ten minutes ago, the Book of John was oh. <laughs> on it. Yes. Well, uh, but let me tell you about Amazing Grace. This was. That's the live play that's yeah. playing tonight. New, uh, New York, a Broadway uh, musical, Amazing mm -hmm. Grace. They've come here for eight weeks through January 7th. And I saw it last night. It's mm -hmm. phenomenal. Standing ovations. Are I would tickets say this, still available? Tickets are available. But go online. Same same uh, 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 a museum of the Bible.org. Mm -hmm. Or just Google it. And you go online and you have to purchase those tickets. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want tickets to the museum, we encourage all of your uh, listeners to go online and get the timed tickets. Mm -hmm. Now, admission is free here. Mm -hmm. uh, donations are accepted, of course. Right. But admission is free because we don't want to turn anybody away. Right. Will, will admission always be free or is yes. this like for the opening? No, Just it'll always be free. Always be free. And so... So then, you donors out there, I hope you heard that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, but get the time tickets because they're every 15 minutes oh, through the okay. day. And we're open uh, to groups from 8 to 10 in the morning. Mm -hmm. We're open to the rest of the public from 10 o'clock uh, to 7 p.m. 
And so you want to get that, or you might not be able to get into the museum. There's so oh, many crowds. Okay. So you don't oh, want to okay. get in a line and wait two hours. We yeah. don't want you to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed the line was quite long, but everyone was of good cheer because... You of, know what they yes. are. This is the most polite museum. I was just thinking about that because <laughs> everybody I see, I'm saying, hello, how are you? And they're saying hello and how are you? And they're all smiling and they'll mm -hmm. talk to you. Uh, it's it's a, it's a great place for yeah. people to gather. Well, what you would expect from good Christians. There you go. Coming together, acting like Christians, yeah. the way God smiles when yeah. we treat each other the way uh, he would have us do. Yeah. Yeah, you're so. exactly right. And we this is a very interactive museum, you'll mm -hmm. find. We've got $42 million just in technology alone. So when wow. you came in, you probably saw that LED ceiling. I did. 140 feet long and 15 feet wide. And it just plays uh, biblical scenes, video scenes mm -hmm. all day long, uh, different scenes all day long. Yeah. Then, and I love the front. The uh, is that Hebrew? Yeah, uh, no, it's actually Latin. Latin. So we've got these two huge bronze plaques. They're forty feet tall, about fifteen feet wide on either side of the entranceway, mm -hmm. and they depict de, uh, depict uh, Gutenberg's uh, printing of the first Bible in Latin. Oh, of course, okay. the print looks like a, a printer's uh, mm -hmm. print set. Uh, and it's backwards. So mm -hmm. you have to read Latin backwards, I guess, but it's really, very, very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, yeah, quite impressive. They weigh six, uh, one weighs eight tons and one weighs six tons. Oh, on, wow. On the face of the building. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, and I, then, I hope the bolts are yeah, on it. <laughs> and you saw the yeah. big, uh, the golden uh, glass, 34 foot tall piece of glass, and another yes. 15 feet wide. Mm -hmm. And what that was depicting was. We own the oldest Greek text of Psalms 19. And so they put that little text, uh, the part of it that they have, mm -hmm. in these rectangles uh, in this, like windows. Mm -hmm. And then they put put them in 16 languages. That's oh, what that's all wow. about. Yeah. Wow. Then Psalm we, 19. Psalm 19. So... Um, there, if, if you go on the history floor, that's that's an amazing floor. And every floor you go into, you'll think, now this is my favorite. And then mm. you'll see another one and you'll say, no, no, I think this is my favorite. But <laughs> How I many like, floors are there? There are eight. Eight floors. Uh, eight floors. Wow. But um, now the sixth floor doesn't have any exhibits. It's the restaurant and the theater. Mm -hmm. now, the fifth floor has the Israeli antiquities. You have to see that. There's mm -hmm. 5,000 year old relics in there. They've got a stone from the second temple, a mm -hmm. foundation stone from the second temple mm -hmm. in there. And that's the only thing you're allowed to touch, but you are allowed to touch. Oh, I'll be sure and touch it. Yeah. And the history floor, Bible in America, you don't want to miss that one. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you walk in there, it, it talks about how, how America has grown with the Bible. Wow. And and that's one of my favorite historical subjects because what I discuss on the air all the time uh, is the people and things that make America great and the the Christian tradition. And we're always talking about what yeah. I call the five C's, the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And, oh, I love it. And Christian faith informs all of those things yeah. because we're what are we conserving? We're conserving the idea that the freedom and the rights that we have in our Declaration of Independence, yeah. they're gifts from God, not gifts yeah. from John Madison, yeah. or James Madison, yeah. or, or John Adams, or Thomas Jefferson, or George Washington. And they say, 
God gave us this, but government is here to secure it. Yeah. And but not to grant it, not but, to take it away. You are exactly right. And and that's what we've, we're facing right now. We're, yeah. we're, we tend to be moving in the same direction as Europe, where people don't think they have to go to church anymore. They don't understand the value of it. And the, the, their the, fellow man can direct their life yeah. rather than their right. heavenly so father. So government can do it. And uh, right. it won't work. It hasn't worked no, anywhere. It hasn't. And uh, as, as we see churches um, or church attendance dropping, you can see basically democracy is slip it'll yeah. start slipping away it is and so i agree with you 100%. it is it is yeah so what yeah. but here's the bright side look oh, at this okay. this <laughs> first worldwide museum in the history of the world mm -hmm. is right here yeah. and it's happening in this time yeah in our generation and in our nation's capital mm -hmm. that's a very positive sign you're doing a wonderful thing here um you know, there's a Bible verse that says there would, day, uh, there would come a day when even the elect would be deceived. And, but, and that might sound ominous to you listeners out there, but there, God has a but in there. In there, he says, if possible. Mm. There's a great big if right there. If possible. And the only way for it to be possible is if watchmen on the wall get down off the wall and fail to perform their duty. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dr. Zeiss, you and this museum, you are performing your duty. And just, I would just say kudos and God bless well, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a great pleasure. You got it. Got Everybody needs to come and, and see yes. this museum. Every, every, certainly every Christian, but we're open to non-Christians. We're open yeah. to everybody. We want them to come. We want to pique their curiosity so they'll, They'll develop a thirst for the word. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it be wonderful if schools, I mean, when I was a child, um, schools took trips to museums. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, the atheists might yeah. uh, make a big noise, but yeah. uh, wouldn't it? I mean, well, just doing from a historical standpoint, yeah. I mean, it's undeniable the uh, the the validity of the Bible, the, the, the accuracy yeah. of the Bible, the number of transcripts uh, that are... You know, I, I've read that there are tens of thousands of actual transcripts, whereas things like Homer's Iliad, which no one says the Homer's Iliad was made up, there's yeah. only a dozen. Yeah, a yeah, very good point. And, and you know, uh, that's another part about the museum. We have a, a live and working laboratory with mm -hmm. scholars, and they're translating artifacts right now, adding to the body of knowledge. And we're involved. New uh, artifacts that are yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, in fact, okay. we're, in, we're involved in the largest archaeological dig in, in uh, Israel right now. We're like one third, paying for one third of that. And we have two other partners. Oh. And so those things, as they come out, our scholars look at them. And, of course, other scholars in, in like, the Israeli antiquities, mm -hmm. that really everything has to belong there. But our scholars are involved in that. Mm -hmm. And then they have a laboratory here, and they'll talk to uh, the visitors, they all, you know, as they walk by. Here's another thing you sh I want to talk about is the uh, village of Nazareth. Mm -hmm. You really, it's, it's a must-see. It's on the third floor. And we sent people uh, to Nazareth, and they took pictures of... Uh, first century homes and they're all made by rock mm -hmm. and they took the dimensions of the rocks all of that and they came back here and we had a company formulate them in concrete same di dimensions and hand painted all 14,000 of them 
for the buildings in this village that you wow. will see. And then we have 14,000 stones. Yeah, stones. And Man. you'll see a synagogue in there. You'll see a, uh, a home that's being built. You'll see a home that's already finished. You'll see a manger uh, area. You'll see, um, uh, oh, I don't know what all that, a cleansing area. Um, where, because the Jewish people uh, in that time, if they touched anything that they thought defiled them, they had to go to mm. mitvah, I think it's called, mm. and, get, and get washed and all that. Oh, okay. So then we have a, a olive press, and you'll see how they made wine, and it's really an amazing. You don't want to miss that. Oh, okay. We have living or uh, historical interpreters in period dress, mm-hmm. talking to you as if you're in the first century. Oh, great, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. 